Hello and welcome to episode number two of Submit to Daddy Now, the podcast. Um, first of all, I'd like to thank you all for the support and the love you showed um, my very first podcast. I uh, wasn't too sure how it was going to go, but uh, I thought I'd give it a go. Many people had asked for it. It's something I'd never done previously, so again... Uh, I'd just like to thank you all for the support you showed in episode one. Um, a few things rising from episode one, um, very importantly, was, was a, a question asked. And obviously, over 80% of you are, are female listeners. So, I, I tend to direct my, my topics and my conversations towards a female submissive, um, but a, a good point that was brought up was, was gender fluid. Um, being flexible about your gender identity, um, a man can be a submissive as well as a dominant. A female can be a submissive. A female can also be dominant. Um, whether that's between man man, female female, man female, etc. There can be, as there is little girls out there who, who call their partner daddy. Uh, there's also little boys out there who call their partner daddy. And, and likewise, we can have a, a man calling a female mummy. Uh, we can have two females uh, addressing their partner as either mummy or daddy. So just because you identify as a man or a woman, it doesn't necessarily change how uh, your, your name is such. You can be mummy, daddy, whatever the case may be. You don't necessarily have to be a male or a female. But getting into today's podcast, um, there's a few topics we're going to talk about. Uh, meeting a, a dominant for the first time, um, dirty talk, and getting into BDSM. Um, but again, meeting a, a dominant for the first time, like having those first date jitters, they're perfectly normal. Um, it's always a great idea to calm yourself down prior to meeting someone, uh, prior to that date. Stop thinking about the what ifs. What if he doesn't like me? What if I don't get a second date? Like, to be honest with you, whether you're meeting a dominant or meeting a partner for the first time, um, it's not always going to go as planned. But Let's try and give you some ideas and some ways to take away um, the nervous energy, the anxiety and the stress and the build-up. Um, and there's 10 sort of easy points really, like write down your concerns, like put them down in front of you. And, and once you actually see it written down in front of you, you might realise how silly some of these thoughts are. And it's going to stop these thoughts bouncing around in your head, sort of causing you unneeded anxiety. Um, what makes you special? Make a list of all the qualities that, that you like about yourself and others like about yourself. Um, when you've got a list again in front of you, it's going to help you present yourself a, a lot better. Um, get a perspective of, of why this person you're going to meet, um, they've agreed to go and meet you in the first place, so you're doing something right already. Um, if you were asked out by them, then they want to be with you. Um, or alternatively, if they accepted your invitation to meet them, well, they've decided to spend time with you. So keep that keep that in in mind. 
it'll help you won't be as nervous. And just remember, as nervous as you are, um, they could almost almost likely be just as nervous as you are. So, so hopefully that helps sort of expel any of your anxiety or stress. Be prepared for your date. Um, plan what you're going to wear in advance. Don't go getting dressed at the last moment and go through seven outfit changes. Like, Be prepared. Have a plan. Find something to wear. Um, obviously shower, clean yourself, take care of your hair, your skin before the date. Dress nicely. Smell nicely. Um, it doesn't matter what you wear, but always look your best. And make sure you wear something that you feel comfortable in. That's going to make it a lot easier. Um, if you're unfamiliar with where you're going, if you're meeting up at a, at a restaurant or a club or a bar or such, um, find out about the dress code. Like, you know, look it up. Find out where it is. Um, leading up to the date, distract yourself. Um, keep busy, you know, listen to some music, read, go on a walk. Um, sitting around doing nothing is only going to build that nervousness up and that anxiety. Like, again, um, work up a sweat. Work out. Um, when you work out, it makes you feel positive about yourself. It lets the endorphins run through your body. You'll feel a lot more confident about your appearance. Um, you'll also release... You'll also release a lot of um, nervous energy and tension within your muscles. Like, as far as the date goes, set a time frame for it. Keep it short and sweet. Like, don't set the date for three weeks' time, uh, three weeks' time or two weeks' time. Keep that date frame as short as you can. Um, that way you don't have to sort of try and sort of go through your head uh, what's going on. Um, Basically, again, that nervous energy can build up. And when you do get to that first date, again, keep it short and sweet. Don't commit to an all-night meeting. Like, um, commit to going out for coffee or maybe a drink or even lunch. Um, keep the date as short as possible. Um, that way, if things aren't working out, you can finish your coffee and off you can run. And if it does work out, well, you can always build on it from there. Uh, have questions in mind you want to ask on the date, like a, a joint, again, avoid all the cliche, the cliche sort of topics, like try and and ask them about their last relationship, find it, but don't, don't ask specifics as such, find out what they're into, don't come across as an interrogator, um, allow your date to ask plenty of questions as well, uh, without sounding very cliche, and I'm going to sound so use that that's saying a lot by the sounds but running through these sort of 10 things like and it's something I've, I've said to my submissives a lot over the years deep breaths deep breath in deep breath out of the nose it really does help calm your nervous system and at the end of the day you're going on a date it's supposed to be fun try to don't try and take yourself too seriously but don't play the fool either find yourself a common ground um, when you are at the date concentrate on the present um, when you start to get nervous sitting there with them and you're talking put your concentration in the present moment not on the outcome every time you're sitting you're thinking like geez does he like me will he ask me out another date it's going to force you to sort of be forward thinking try not to do that force yourself into the conversation at present what he's addressing you with the present moment or the conversation you're in the midst of um, you're going to stand a lot better chance of getting that second meeting 
if you show them what type of person you really are and you're not distracted by potentially what could happen in the future. But, but again, remember, um, as much as you're the submissive in this situation, you're meeting a dominant, just remember, um, doms also can be insecure, nervous, happy, hopeful, just like you. Enjoy it for what it is for meeting someone new. Will it lead into something? Possibly. Possibly not. But go there with an open mind. Calm yourself down and see where it leads you. Another topic that gets brought up a lot on my blog is how do I sext? How do I dirty talk? Well, to some of us, dirty talk comes very naturally. It just rolls very fluently off the tongue. To others, um, they can be very shy, uh, very withdrawn. You can be the dirtiest little girl in the bedroom and without a, a problem at all. But as far as sexing or dirty talk goes, you can sort of really clam up and close up. So there's different types of ways to address it. Like you can, when you're sexting with somebody or even dirty talking on the phone, tell them what you're doing. Like um, tell them you're gently caressing your neck, you're running your hands, your hands down, down your body. You're rubbing your hands over your breasts. How I wish they were your hands. I'm running my hands down my stomach. I'm now sliding my hands between your legs, imagining your hands between my thighs. And you're going to find that very quickly by telling him what you are doing or telling her what you were doing, if it's the male perspective, you're going to find that that conversation is going to start to and froing, and they will reply to what you tell them. Um, Again, you can tell them what you want to do to them. Um, from a male point of view, um, I can say to you, when, when I do finally get my hands on you, I'm going to rip your panties off, I'm going to throw you down in the bed, and I'm going to take you hard, fast and deep, and you're going to like it like the dirty little slut you are. Again, from a male perspective, I'm telling you what I want to do to you. Generally speaking, you're going to respond your response can be along the lines of, God, you make me wet. I'm so horny right now. What else do you want to do to me? And again, the conversation is, is it's going to flow. If you're in a sexting or a dirty talk conversation with someone that you've seen on a regular basis or a long-term partner, talk about what you have done already. Tell them about, say, hey, do you remember that night we both went out and we come home, we'd had a few drinks and God, I was so horny and you tied me to the bed and you absolutely buried your head between my legs and you ate me out like I'd never been eaten before. You left me tied there and you absolutely ruined me until I was a dripping mess. Use something you have done sexually between each other. The conversation will just continue to grow from there. The, another type of dirty talk you can use is fantasy um you can turn around and start the conversation from the female point of view saying that you had a dream the other night i want to share this dream that i had with you and go on in terms of what your dream was about tell them how you were naked out in the park he was between your legs or he was sitting on a park bench and you were giving him a head job if, if public 
nudity and public sex is your thing. Or you can tell him how you were in the kitchen making dinner and he came up beside you and picked you up and put you on the kitchen bench. Um, again, you can talk about the fantasy aspect, like you can tell him about what you, what you dream of, what you want, what you desire. Uh, and again, you'll find that conversation will flow very easily. Um, the last type of dirty talk or sexing to get into would be role play. Um, and again, we could use the teacher student, we could use the doctor nurse, we can use, there, there is so many different scenarios you can use. Like, and again, you can, from the female perspective, you can start that role play off by, by addressing this, the start of your sexing conversation that you've been a naughty little girl to which the general reply will be, and what have you done, little girl? Well, I was playing with myself without permission. I made a mess in my panties, or whatever the case may be. And you're gonna find that conversation will start to ebb and flow very fluently. Uh, again, speak what's on your mind. Don't be afraid to let yourself go. Just let your desires run free. There's no shame in being a dirty little slut or a horny old man or a, a dirty boy, whatever the case may be, there is no shame in it at all. At the end of the day, you're two consenting adults and just let what's in your mind go. If you wanna tell him you wanna be his dirty little slut, tell him you wanna be his dirty little slut. Trust me, you're not gonna be shamed for it. It may not be as fluent as you'd like the first time through, but it, it's like anything. It takes time and it takes experience. So honestly, when it comes to sexting and dirty talk, just speak what's on your mind, let it flow from your lips, and you will find maybe not through conversation one, maybe not through conversation two, possibly it will flow from the very first time, but don't be afraid it's just what's in your mind let it flow speak on your mind and you will find that sexting is nowhere near as scary as you actually think it is the next thing i want to talk about is bdsm what what is it and what does it stand for um bdsm is really an umbrella term for bondage discipline dominance submission sadism masochism and each of these words, you know, have their own little kinks they fall under. Um, BDSM, it's not for everyone. Um, in the BDSM world, a dominant submissive um, never really switch roles um, unless agreed on in, in prior circumstances. Um, again, um, you can be a switch, which you would switch between dominant and submissive. But generally speaking, you'll have a dominant partner and a submissive partner. Um, the BDSM lifestyle, it, it's, a, it's a dynamic. It's just like any other relationship. And you, like any other relationship, the biggest key to me is always communication. Like, um, now, is it a lifestyle? Like, it can be a lifestyle for some. Um, that they live it 24-7. There'll be other situations where it's something that only happens within, 
within the confines of the bedroom. Uh, for example, a and, and a lot of men are scared of this type of woman and they don't know how to deal with this type of woman. There's women out there who are, are very powerful in their day-to-day -day life. They hold very important roles within the workforce. Uh, they have their shit together extremely well and they control their life day-to-day. Yet the moment they do come home or the moment they do step into the bedroom, they want to relinquish all control, all the power that they've had all day. They just need that release. So they want you to take control. They want you to be the dominant partner. So to them, it's, it's not a 24-7 lifestyle. It's something that basically happens at the end of their day or through their sexual release to... To give up that control um, yet there is other scenarios i've been involved with where i've lived the lifestyle 24 7. Um, i've had to guide nurture care look after direct a girl 24 7 everything from what to eat what to wear what to do how to plan her days it's very involved so but again, that's not for everyone. There's many people out there who need that direction and guidance. Um, they're not like that other woman that is almighty and powerful and has her life in control. There's women out there that do like that man to take control and actually run through it. Um, is BDSM a big deal? Well, it is to any of us that are involved in the community. Um, because it turns us all on in some way, either sexually, intellectually, emotionally, or all of the above. And as just previously stated, BDSM isn't always sex-driven, but it can be. Um, some of us consider it almost a sexual orientation, um, where others sort of consider it just maybe a small part of a fetish. Uh, to me personally, the sex side is great. I'm no different to the next man or the next woman. God, I love to fuck. Um, don't get me wrong. But I get more gratification out of, with a submissive, helping her, guiding and nurturing her to become the best possible version of herself. To me, that is a lot more gratifying as a dominant than ruining her and tying her up and absolutely destroying the mess between her legs. Um, Another question you might want to ask yourself, sort of getting into the BDSM kink is, am I normal? Very much so. It's, it's a question a lot of new submissives may ask themselves, sort of, am I normal for desiring these things? Like some of these things are just dirty and disgusting, like spitting in the mouth or being degraded or having your face slapped um, or being spanked. Like, wow, like, is this normal? It, it's very normal. And, and you have to realise that what you like and what somebody else likes are so two completely different things so so what is normal how can it be defined in a bdsm context normal is different for each and every one of us everyone's idea of normal fluctuates and changes during their lives so if you're what you consider ideal now maybe different in five years time um should you try new things most certainly um Human nature is very inquisitive, and one thing we all like to do is we do like to try new things, but you have to keep in mind not everything's going to be for you. Um, as a beginner submissive, you're probably very afraid to venture too far out of your bubble and try something that was, for the longest time, probably seemed terrifying. Um, yeah, I really encourage it. 
try there's many things out there you can try and you're not going to understand whether you like something until you try it or not and and the best way is to talk through with your partner with your dominant partner hey i i want to try this or i I want to be spanked or i want to have a ball gag or i want to try a butt plug whatever the case may be talk it through um and and always remember like it's it's one thing to want to try all these things and and there's a completely different step where you have all these fantasies but just remember like all these fantasies aren't easily going to translate to real life um you're going to have an ideal scenario where it goes a b c d e it's, it's going to go off like a firecracker it's not always going to happen like that um so just always remember that as much as you fantasize about something, it necessarily won't always work out to reality. Um, and that's something that you always should keep an open mind about. Um, as far as the kinks that you like and what you want to get involved with, please don't assume that just the first dom you come across or the first daddy you come across, he's the one for you. Um, just because you like being spanked and you start talking to a daddy and he goes, yeah, I love spanking. Well, that doesn't mean he's necessarily compatible for you. Um, there's two sort of ways to look at it. You can have a casual fling with someone and to experience a particular kink or fantasy that you've only found that they're into. Um, that's great. That's absolutely awesome. That's, that's one way you can experience different things. If you find someone that's into shibari, um, which for those of you who don't know is Japanese rope play, um, if you find someone's in a shibari, well, yeah, have that one-off experience. Let it rock your world. There's no need to really find anything compatible with that person because you're only looking for that one-off experience. But if you're looking for a relationship with someone that enjoys the same kinks as you, that you can experience again and again, as well as the dynamics that that relationship can bring, you need to sort of probably work a little bit harder on it. It's not going to happen overnight. It's something that, again, you have to get yourself in a relationship and get yourself in that situation with someone where you do share some similar traits and some similar kinks. And again, it comes back to that key word that I use in every relationship, communication. You have to communicate with each other. You always have to tell each other what you want and it's something that i've been brought up to live by is if you don't ask for something you don't get it if you don't communicate your wants and needs how is your partner gonna know um and lastly don't let others kink shame you uh for what you like um there's a lot of kinks out there that aren't shared by everyone and there's a lot of kinks that are quite commonly shared amongst others. So embrace who you are. Just because you like one particular thing and somebody else doesn't like it, well, that's not really your problem. That's, that's their problem. It's, well, it's not really a problem as such. That's their prerogative. Like, as I said, if you like wax play, if you like being tied up and having hot wax stripped over your body and someone's very vocal about it and goes, oh, that's painful, or how can you do that? Well, again, as you sort of build into a submissive dominant relationship, you're going to find yourself that you're going to have to be a little bit thick skinned from time to time um, because people aren't always going to agree with your kinks. 
they're not always going to like your kinks, but your kinks, they are who you are. Embrace them. I'd like to close the show today with um, some questions that I've had from some followers, and you can find me on Submit to Daddy Now on Tumblr, and I'm always answering questions or answers they're known there. Um, so, but again, I, I did mention that I would ask answer questions on the show and if you have a question by all means send it in to me on tumblr at submit to daddy now or so our very first question today from a follower is can you please explain the difference between a sub and a slave well a submissive and a slave and and again this is just my opinion um personally a, a submissive chooses to do a particular task each time you ask them to do the task. So if I tell you to go out today with no panties on, you can choose to do so or you can choose not to do so. If I tell you to put a vibrator in the mess between your legs, we are going out for the day. Again, you can choose to do it or you can choose not to do it. Obviously in the DDLG, Daddy Dom, Dom Submissive Lifestyle, um, as a submissive, Generally speaking, you will follow what you're told to do and you don't have to. You have all the control and the power, but generally you'll find a submissive will lean towards doing what they're told. Uh, opposed to a slave. Now, at the end of the day, a slave initially chooses to do as the master says and they have that initial choice as you if I was a master and you would become my slave, you accept the terms. You accept to become my slave. Um, you give up all control. So whereas a submissive has control over each and every scenario or task that's set for them, a slave doesn't. A slave has that initial decision to become the slave. And after that, they basically have to obey at all times. So another way of explaining would be a submissive is a volunteer and volunteers to do what the task you have set, whereas a slave is a non-volunteer. They don't volunteer to do that task. They just do as they're told. A, another question that I have been asked is, I'm a, large, I'm a larger woman. Does that mean I cannot be a little? Well, and it's a question I do get asked quite commonly. And, and, and I do say regularly, do not let age or size define who you are, regardless whether you're a skinny girl, a larger girl, you can still be a little, whether you're 18, 24 or 45. You can still be a submissive, you can still be a little, you can still be a kitten. Many people are of the opinion that in the daddy dom world which i'm sort of involved in that you have to be a young girl to be a little no you don't i've dated women in their late 20s early to mid 30s late 30s that have identified as baby girls and littles so so never ever let age or body shape define who you are or who you want to be one last question that I have here is, I've never given a blowjob, how do I give one, and how do I make sure that he likes it? Well, 
to be honest with you, no man has ever said no to a bad blowjob at all. Um, but if you want to give a good blowjob, and you're going to find that different people um, are going to like different things. Uh, what one man likes, the next man may not like. Uh, one man may like getting his ball sucked, the next man might like it. One man might like you to have a really tight, firm grip on his shaft and stroke it while you're sucking his cock. The next man may not like it. But in this instance, for myself personally, um, what do I like? I like a sloppy blowjob. I like a girl that uses a lot of saliva, um, uses her hands, basically pays attention to my balls, licks my shaft. Um, and if I was to sum it up in a few words, and I have done previously on my blog, is if you want to give a good head job, I basically would advise you on a few simple things. Make love to the cock like it's the last time you're ever going to make love to that cock again. Don't suck it. Make love to it. Worship it. Um, enthusiasm and effort. Nobody has ever failed anything in life while they've been enthusiastic and put the effort in. So my point there is if you want it, basically you're afraid of sucking cock or you think you're bad at it, just basically stick to a very simple mantra. Put effort into it, be enthusiastic. And as I said, don't just suck the cock, make love to it with your mouth. And above all else, listen and look. Listen to him, how he moans, how he grunts. If you find him moaning when you're basically stroking the shaft or you've got a ball in your mouth, one of his balls in your mouth while you're sort of stroking your shaft, continue it. Keep going at that because it's obviously he, he really likes that. And alternatively, look at how his body reacts. Has he got a grimace on his face? Is he gripped the sheets as he grabbed hold of the chair that he's sitting in like again pay attention but effort enthusiasm don't suck it make love to it and i assure you you'll never ever give a bad blowjob and on that note i'd like to um thank you all for listening to podcast number two i do hope we can continue doing this on a weekly basis um as I said, don't be shy. Send your questions in to my blog, which is on Tumblr, at Submit to Daddy Now. Uh, I'm more than happy to answer your questions here. I answer questions on my blog as well. My blog contains a lot of things involved with the BDSM lifestyle that I'm involved with. Uh, I have a lot of interaction on my blog. So again, thank you all for listening to episode number two. And... Remember one thing, if you can't be good, be good at it.